Well, a very good day, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome to another episode of Matt and Dan in the House of Quark. Hello. Everyone Hello. is welcome at Quarks. Everyone is welcome at Quarks. <laughs> so uh, you could be watched us now, of course, on our Facebook page uh, at M and DHQ, at M and DHQ, or you watch us on our YouTube channel. Remember, subscribe, ring that bell, uh, like, and comment. Or you could be listening to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, Anchor, Breaker, and of course, Overcast and Pocket Casts as well. And lots of other third-party websites uh, that are out there. You find them and, and you listen. But let us know where you're listening from. We really want yeah. to know. Um, yeah. Because apparently we got listeners from yeah, uh, Germany now and Australia. Uh, quite a few now over in the States. It's quite cool. Oh. Uh, apparently, yeah, apparently, I mean, someone out there can correct us. Apparently, um, according we, we're using a website called Anchor, and Anchor is telling us that um, most of our listeners are over, over the age of 35. So that's quite an interesting statistic as well. So, yeah, I quite like that, actually. I mean, me and Dan, we're in our, our late 20s now, but it's, uh, it's quite interesting that most of our listeners might be over the age of uh, 35. <laughs> according to Anchor, yeah. I don't know how they find them statistics, mine, but that's what they come up with. There we are. <laughs> so, uh, Matt and the House of Quark, episode <laughs> 13. Yeah, 13. 13. Uh, right then, so for episode 13, what are we talking about? Well, for today's, uh, well, today's episode, well, it's all about us, really, again. We, we want to talk about ourselves. Uh, we are sci-fi nerds. That's the, uh, the title I come up with. <laughs> uh, so the question, uh, me and Dan decided, we, you know, it's good to have a question to start us off. So we've got, aside from Star Trek, what other sci-fi shows do we love? And then another question is, well, why sci-fi? Why nothing else? Why, why are we not, I guess, big horror fans, you know? Mm. Or, yeah, or action. I do, well, I do like horror. Yeah, too, I but... like horror as well. I do like horror. I'm not saying that. But why? Well, I think what I'm trying to get at is why we chose science fiction uh, for the podcast, yeah. isn't it? We didn't choose yeah. uh, horror. Um, I do like horror as well. So, any horror fans out there, I do obviously still. I got lots of friends who are obsessed with horror as well. But, like the same way, I'm obsessed with science fiction. So, here we are. Mm. I've not uh, watched that in a while, actually. No, I do quite like being scared, actually. I don't know what it is. It's just it's the thrill of it, isn't it? Mm, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we got, um, if you are watching us, um, you can see a, a picture here that I randomly just found on uh, Google Images, which I actually struggled to read because I don't know it makes sense. It says, good reason sci-fi to be a nerd. Um, is that right? Am I reading that? That that's how it looks but i yeah. think it's meant to be good reason to be a sci-fi nerd but all the words yeah. are mixed up so it reads good reason sci-fi to be a nerd and then most of the pictures are doctor who they're like there's like two yeah. star treks and, two star trek, and then a random one that matt or me can't make out so I... if anybody's watching it's the one between david tennant and paul mcgann <laughs> who's he <laughs> i don't know who that is i don't know i there have no idea i just a random picture I just saw the word sci-fi in it. I think I just put it. I just thought, oh, I'll have that. Sci-fi. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> right then, so Beautiful. we're going to get started now. So aside from uh, Star Trek, what other sci-fi shows 
do we love? Uh, do you want to start us off, Dan? I will start us off, yes. I've been looking forward to talking about this, actually. Um, so aside from Star Trek, the other sci-fi show I love is, well, but there's a few, like Star Trek, there's a few spin-offs from it, uh, is Stargate. Uh, I'm a massive fan of the Stargate franchise. Uh, again, um, I got into Stargate due down, uh, down to my sister, who, um, you know, growing up, she always used to watch Stargate and that. So, um, obviously, you got the Stargate movie with Kurt Russell and uh, the other guy whose name <laughs> escapes me now. Um, but from that, then, obviously, you had Stargate SG-1 um, and then Stargate Atlantis. So, they, they found um, the city of Atlantis in another galaxy. So there's the uh, show on that. And then they set a um, show aboard a, a ship called the Destiny, which is called Stargate Universe. Um, so there's there's lots to it. And there's also a prequel to the prequel to the um, movie called Stargate Origins. Um, and it's all about, well, how they discovered the Stargate, really. Um, so yeah, it, it's a lot like, I like it a lot the same reasons I like Star Trek really. It's a good adventure show. Um, lots of sort of aliens and it's it's a lot different to Star Trek in that it's set now uh, or it could be set in the present day um, which is probably a reason why I love it because if you think about it it, it could be going on now because throughout the whole Stargate franchise like it's it's not open to the public. The public don't know and it's it's one of the sort of themes of the whole Stargate thing is it's, it's a big secret and nobody knows about it um, and uh, there's a big um, my phone's ringing <laughs> for some reason uh, either uh, is the worst time you could have called go away sorry about that <laughs> so obviously there, there's uh, in Stargate there's a lot of sort of things to do with Area 51 and alien technology and <clears throat> so I, I love it because it, it could be set now. It could be going on now. You know what I mean? It's um, throughout this podcast we've talked about what it would be like to live in the future in Star Trek, but you know this is set now, and um, I, I, I love it. So for anybody who hasn't seen Stargate, it's um, Stargate is a big sort of ring shaped thing, um, and you dial it up a bit like a telephone, and uh, you can dial other planets that have a Stargate, and you go through it through a wormhole and you yeah they visit different planets and it's it's a it's got a lot of the same themes as star trek really it's sort of visiting other worlds and making friends with other people and um, obviously there's a lot of enemies as well um you've got the the go the old um who are these they're, they're sort of um a bit like um, a bit like dax in star trek i guess <laughs> they've got like symbiotes in them okay uh, oh wow their eyes, their eyes glow gold um, it's just, it's just, it's, it's a fascinating show, and it's, um, it's SG One spanned ten seasons, uh, Atlantis spanned five seasons, and Universe only had two because the ratings weren't that good, and also I think MGM had some trouble or whatever. So, yeah, I love it. It's um, like I say, it's it's a lot of adventure. It's um, I guess, like I say, I guess like Star Trek, and the main team, I guess, is like a mix of people. You've got obviously the, mm -hmm. the 
uh, Colonel, Colonel O'Neill, who's just this big um, uh, military type man, and you've got Colonel Carter, who's the scientist, uh, Daniel Jackson, who's sort of, he's big into his like Egyptian mythology, and he's like the, the, um, the know-it-all, I guess. And then you've got Tia, who's this, he used to be one of the bad guys, but now he's turned good, and he's helping the people on Earth to, um, I just love it. Like I said, there's so many, <clears throat> so many different, storylines out there like i said i, I mentioned egyptian mythology mm-hmm. um there's a lot of that and there's a lot of mythology and it's a lot of folk lore and legends and um i, I mean that that stuff in real life fascinates me anyway so like to have yeah. that stuff it's just um it's brilliant and i love it and it, it fascinates me fascinating is the word that i would use for stargate um yeah i could talk about stargate for a long time yeah no you, you, you definitely could <laughs> I mean, I've never actually seen Stargate yet. I'll be honest, with you. I've uh, I haven't. Uh, you're always telling me to to, to watch it. And, yeah, it's one um, of I want to watch. <laughs> no, and I and I will. But one thing that did intrigue me about the series, I mean, I, I've watched the film. That's yeah. as far as I, as I've gone. And one thing that did intrigue me about it was it linked to um, Egyptian mythology with Ra and yeah. all that. So Ra, that's one yeah. Bit, yeah, yeah. So that's one thing that did um, really interest me um with with that show i guess when you said i mean i haven't seen it but you said about how it's uh, obviously set in present day but it's a secret um mm. kind of like a section 31 sort of thing isn't it i guess yeah um, I, I guess so yeah yeah as in it's a secret uh yeah secret thing going on yeah um, it's just they, yeah they don't there's a there's a storyline there's an episode i think where they do it's like an alternate reality thing and okay. the stargate program has gone public um, yeah. And they go to the alternate reality, and it's a, it's a big public thing. But yeah, it's um, it's a big secret, I guess, just because they don't want people knowing. And it's yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is a bit like I mean, if you think about like the 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 um, the uh, well, not myth, but you think about like Area Fifty One or the secrets. And yeah, yeah. Theories about that. It's a lot like that. that okay. So I guess is that a so idea? It, it 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 could be real then because it's set in present day. Yeah. It could actually yeah. be yeah. actually going on. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I I definitely I am going to give it a go. I I am. It's so I, good. I and like I say, it's it's um it's another one of those shows that like I find relaxing to watch and just okay. um, you know the. I mean, I've mentioned that Star Trek has a good sort of family feel to it. But mm-hmm. so Stargate, Stargate has um, a lot of close character relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, you've got humans working with aliens and going to different planets. And um, yeah, in fact, uh, the, the, the guy who plays um, Quark, this is Matt and Dan in the House of Quark, the guy who plays Quark is actually in an episode of Stargate SG-1. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah all, no. I, we, we said that all, all the, the sci-fi actors all seem to um, mix between all the different shows, don't they? They seem to yeah, be yeah. typecast the sci-fi um a sci-fi actor don't they yeah 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 but um no i love stargate um you know i think it's just the the awe of just um like i say the egyptian mythology and a lot of relics as well they find a lot of relics uh objects that you know what could this do and um, there's an object where it's like that they have a mirror and it's like um you sort of look into it and then you're in like another alternate reality type thing um you've got things like uh, you've got the asgard as well which are like these eight uh, you know all-knowing aliens and okay. got, uh, 
you've got uh, an enemy called the replicators, which are like these like, spider things. They're like kind of cool spider things. Um, the Asgard, that's that'll be based on so it's a Norse mythology, though. Norse, 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 uh, yeah. Norse mythology. Yeah, I yeah. can't say it. Yeah. Norse. Yeah. That's hard to say. Norse, Norse mythology. mythology. <laughs> um, Odin and all that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's why I like it so much. Really, it's just, it's just the um, yeah, the mythology of it all, and just the stories. Watch it, please. <laughs> no, so I good. will. Do you know people on anything at the moment? Is it on? Any streaming? Unfortunately, not. I think. I, well, I think. Um, I think the film might be on Prime. Yeah, yeah. I've got the film on DVD actually, but yeah. Ah, there we are. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the series, uh, I don't know because the thing is, um, MGM had their own um, app called Gatecast. Okay. Uh, not Gatecast. Stargate Command. Sorry. And you could you could go on Stargate Command and then using like I used it on my Fire Stick an app called Gatecast that they okay. had all the they had um, on the Stargate Command app you could cast it to TV, but they got rid of that because they wanted their own streaming service. So I think they have their own streaming service now. So um, if you want to pay, you know, it's mm. kind of like Netflix but like an MGM version. Um, yeah, I'll have to look into that. Uh, yeah. there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of talk about where it would go like i think you know the, i think at one point it did used to be on netflix but then i think they i think mm. they did get they, they got rid of it but um it's not currently on anything but i know on twitter there's been a lot of um talk about getting it one bringing it back because it's it's not on at the moment you know anymore it's, mm. it's not like star trek where they have these new you know shows yeah, like yeah. discovery it's, it's yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But no, that, that's interesting what you said, uh, bringing it back, though. It's like um, I, you sent me an interview uh, not long ago about the, the DS9 cast. Mm. And they were all talking about how streaming platforms has sort of resurrected the series. Like yeah. DS9. I mean, like, we remember a time when DS9 was sort of like the alternative Star Trek that no one really liked, you know. And they were saying that. That's what they felt like. and then. They feel like like Netflix um, and these sites have actually helped them a lot to sort of like gain new audiences and people are actually watching it the way they should watch it as in episode by episode. Because obviously you've got to think yeah. years ago when it was coming out, if you missed an episode, that was it. You missed it. Like, you know, that was it was gone, you know, and I imagine that probably happened quite a lot back in those days. I, I remember... I mean, it's weird now, like, you know, like, I, the way I see it, I always say, you know, like kids programs, right? This is going to be a weird ex explanation, but I think it's the only way I can explain it because I, this is why I remember when I was a kid, like, I used to watch, like, loads of different cartoons, but, it, you know, like, it, I wouldn't watch them in order, say, or I wouldn't, it, you know, you, have you seen that one? Or, you know what I mean? I kind of like The Simpsons in a way. All right, that's probably a better example, The Simpsons, right? And it'd be random episodes, yeah. you wouldn't kind of order. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Whereas yeah. now... I, as we, I think we we come to like a new era of like television where people have to watch things in order. And now, and that's probably why like things are turning a bit more of a drama, isn't it? You know, what I mean, it's more of uh, I mean, there's always seemed to be some kind of plot going on, doesn't it? You know, like an arc, yeah. you know. Um, but um, I do think that people are watching things episode by episode, and and uh, no, I just I just find that interesting though, you know how like you know if, if Stargate does come on a student platform like Netflix and, and, and Amazon Prime or whatever, 
like would it suddenly become really popular again like deep space nine did you know yeah i i I think it would i think like i say um because not long ago on twitter there was a there was a big sort of um push for it to come back so like i mean i tweeted myself you know using using the like hashtag that you you could use and everything just to try and get it back yeah 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 amazon prime and netflix just just to find it at home really because i think you know especially current in current conditions you know uh with lockdown and stuff uh a lot of people are watching netflix and you know uh, on well, this is the right time isn't it when you think about yeah, it this is the time to do it it's time to hit them hard like isn't it? you know it's a just, of, yeah a lot yeah. of people discovering things yeah that, you know and 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 then it's there so you can you can go back to it you know um so like for me example uh, i'm currently watching ds9 and then if Stargate was on Netflix, I could, I could mm. go, well, I could see it right now. I could go back and watch stuff. It's, yeah, it's yeah. always be there, do you know what I mean? I, I think um, streaming has actually saved Star Trek as well, you know, in a way. Mm. I mean, like, I remember a time when on when Netflix first came out, when it first started, well, I think it was Case came out, when it first started having Star Trek on it. And I remember Star Trek would be like one of the top like trends and stuff and mm. it'd be like yeah. voyagers like number one in the uk and i was like why is everyone all of a sudden watching voyager why is everyone all of a sudden watching enterprise you know and i i do think maybe that's what's helped it because now because then netflix obviously with cbs they made um well discovery you discovery, know yeah. and that's really popular and that's got loads of fans you know and it's like a new audience of these uh, you know streamers people yeah. who watch things you know on, on on streaming sites and then obviously like Picard came out and Picard came out on uh, Amazon Prime you know and yeah. I, I, I yeah I do think streaming in a way has actually saved Star Trek you know I mean now we've got loads of series coming out I mean there was a time when it was silent for years you know we yeah. would talk about things coming out and nothing ever came of it or whatever now uh, I think Star Trek's is uh, you know it's it's cool again it's popular again yeah. Uh, which is which is where Stargate is at the moment. It's in that. Yeah. Um, it's in that. It's in that place where it needs to find new fans. I think to yeah, bring yeah. back. But then the old fans, if it does have a home, like you say, I think. You know, hopefully we could have a series like. You know, I, I, it will be that as a fan myself, I would want it to be canon and sort of with you know some original mm-hmm. characters. But then, you know, you'd need a series like discovery with new characters to entice that new audience and stuff so yeah 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 um i think that's what stargate needs at the moment is firstly a home and then you know that sort of boost oh, definitely. But, um, yeah going back to site uh, to um stargate is, is one of those classic sci-fi series really for me personally i think it's got a lot you know about it and you know it's got aliens and it's got um mm-hmm. uh sort of you know sci-fi technology and you know spaceships and yeah yeah you know, <laughs> you know think, or the, um, the earth's danger you know yeah do you think um remember that when when remember when doctor who was really popular like on on bbc and mm. then itv tried to come up with their own thing it, um is that like basically based on stargate was uh was it primeval it wasn't that like a like a wormhole sort of thing i i if you remember that was it called primeval there and is it, a series called Primeval, but I've never seen it. I know it's got, no. hasn't it got Primeval in it. I'm sure that had, because I remember watching an episode or two 
and I said, I'm going back years now, over 10 years ago now, so I can't really remember. But I'm sure that was like a wormholey sort of thing that they, they did. Um, I know there was a show called Terra Firma. Nah, I'm not sure I know that one. Hmm. Which apparently is linked to Stargate, but I've ne- again, I've never seen that. But I don't know. I, to answer your question, I don't know. <laughs> I, uh. I thought Primeval was about dinosaurs. <laughs> or was it like, I don't know. Is it, I, I'm sure I remember a gate. I'm sure I remember a gate. Does anyone know? Tell me, was there a gate? Because I can't, I can't remember. It was over 10 years ago. But I, I think I remember they were trying to basically go up against Doctor Who at the time. So after Doctor Who was so big, ITV was like, we'll have our own. <laughs> Doctor um, Watt. Dr. Um, Watt. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I love Stargate. Like I say, I mean, it's, it's, for me, it's, it's been um, the same as Star Trek to me. I, it's, it's been a show where I've, gone to for you know a place of solace to watch you know when I'm when I'm just feeling it. it's one of those shows you know what I mean um and like I say yeah it's just got a lot of you know sci-fi it's got spaceships it's got aliens it's got you know mm-hmm. space really uh, you know yeah so, yeah I, love I really do um, oh, awesome. and again I'm just I'm really glad that it's my you know like I say it was my sister that got me watching Stargate and it's mm-hmm. got I'm watching Star Trek so again my awesome. sister Right then, so um, Stargate. I I'm definitely am going to watch it one day. I, I promise you, I will. I will. Um, but for me, right, so before we, we begin, for me, I, for these past few years, I actually found it quite hard to watch a whole uh, television series apart from Star Trek because uh, the nature of my work. Um, I've been away a lot at sea um, and I just, yeah, never really had the time or the internet or anything in order to do anything or the television i didn't have a television tv so i literally had nothing really um yeah to really what i mean i had series on my hard drive that's as much as i tried to but then obviously i had to try and get a hold of stuff i was any problem as well so uh, wherever i had um but anyway there is one series that has come to mind uh and i like to bring this one up and it, it is um well, basically, it's, it's by uh, the Jim Henson Company. And that, first of all, uh, really interests me because it uh, works a lot with uh, puppeteering. I do, lot, I do like uh, puppeteering, like obviously obviously all the Muppets and all that. But I do um, <laughs> well, you know, remember uh, that he, he did the, the Dark Crystal as well. Uh, I was uh, a cast just full of puppets. I don't know if you've seen the Dark Crystal as a fantasy yeah. film. Um, yeah, it's like an old. Oh, I know of it. Yeah, I know of it. Yeah, I think it came out in the eighties, and it was a big yeah. fantasy film, kind of like a labyrinth sort of thing. But I was thinking puppets. labyrinth. Yeah, yeah when yeah, you yeah. when you mentioned because I think um, I, I think I was scrolling past it when I was trying to find a film to watch the other day. Yeah, it had like labyrinth. Um, and it's then Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal. Yeah. They, yeah. Netflix did make a, a new series of it, it's like an updated one. I haven't watched. It. I don't know if I want to watch oh, right, it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a bit like, oh, but it's like the originals, just you know classic I've you know seen that, but i know it's on netflix yeah. yeah so for me i'm gonna go with farscape um which again i loved farscape um one thing that really did again draw me to it is because it was done by the jim henson company and i i i, I do love puppeteer and i love it to be I, I always said i love my science fiction to be real as in yeah. um i love classic star wars you know when they made a robot out of a box or whatever uh, you know, Yoda is a puppet or a mechanical machine. I I love all that stuff. I'm all I'm I am more a fan of that than I am CGI, and I always have been. 
Um, there's one character in Farscape that, again, is one of the main characters. He's a puppet, is, is Rigel, of course. I absolutely love <laughs> Hilarious. Really, really funny. Great, yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, well, Farscape. So, I started watching Farscape. Um, I mean, I did actually start watching a few, um, well, about two years ago, I think it was. And I watched the first season, but then I went away all the time and I never got back to it. And then, in a way, um, this sort of lockdown period has actually, well, given me time to finally uh, sit and watch it. And and I absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, Farscapers. Absolutely brilliant. Um, I just loved, I remember watching the first episode for the first time. And again, you you know, you have... um, Jonathan Crichton, who's obviously the, the the main star, the main character, and he he's doing a, a project, obviously for um, it's it's Lasser or something, isn't it? It's um, it's not NASA, it's like Lasser or something. Yeah, it, it's kind of, it's kind of like NASA, but it, I, yeah, the name escapes me. I, I don't yeah. know because it, it's uh, it's, yeah. it's it's mix. It's a I know they they work with basically Australian and American. It's an Australian and American uh, yeah. project, isn't it? So yeah. That's, I, I'm not too sure about if that's the reason for I don't know. Anyway, but they, they, they are doing it from Australia. I know that. But it's Jonathan Crichton's American. But I know they're in Australia when they're doing it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's not the biggest. That's not the important part. Anyway, right. So, <laughs> so obviously he's doing this project. His dad's on the team as well. And they're doing an experiment, of course, to go around the Earth, aren't they, in this spaceship? Yeah. Then what happens is, is they, uh, he comes across, of course, a, a wormhole. And he goes through the wormhole. And then he ends up on the other side of the universe where there are talking aliens and stuff. And um, is it your dog barking? <laughs> yeah, somebody's at the door. Oh, right. I ordered something on Amazon, so it might be that. But I... It's a good doorbell you got there. <laughs> um, I mean, I loved anyway. <laughs> about... Yeah, so I, what I loved about Farscape... So the idea is, again, kind of like... Um, your reason as well you know the whole like a set in present day i like yeah. the idea i mean it's not really now i mean it's set in the 90s isn't it well early 2090s that sort of time so not really now as such however i can relate to it it's not that long ago <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and it's the idea of, like someone from earth who then goes into uh, well it's basically you know, a little shuttle a little spaceship shuttle thing you know that we have now he's wearing the proper astronaut's helmet and everything like that it's called, the, the shuttle's called farscape isn't it uh, yeah yeah that's why it's called farscape yeah yeah and then he goes through the the wormhole and he ends up there on the other side of the universe but i and then what i like about it as well is that like i said about it being from present day is that he references science fiction shows yeah so yeah. So Farscape, let me get a little bit, a bit more description of Farscape. So Farscape is a very weird show as well, isn't it? It's, it's a very, very wacky. wacky. That's a good word. For it. yeah. It's a very wacky. That's why I like it, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, put it this way. If you haven't watched Farscape, watch Farscape. Because in Farscape, yeah. you have uh, a spaceship who is a living being who gives birth. It's a, to yeah, exactly. I, it's just explaining that to people. You know, it's it's quite difficult. You you, you need to see it to believe it, right? Yeah. It's um, like, um, yeah. Sorry, no, carry um, on. It's the same. Like uh, one of my favorite characters. I mean, she was my favorite character until another character came into it. But one of my favorite characters is um, Zam. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's a plant. <laughs> she's, she, to look at her, she, you think she's a humanoid, but she's this blue, you know, she, she's a blue humanoid, but she's actually a plant. Yeah. I just and, love, I just, <laughs> just and, and, and Rigel farts helium. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> everybody gets squeaky voices when Rigel farts. <laughs> when he gets nervous. <laughs> so yeah, it's a very bizarre show. But what I love about it, again is the guy is it's the, the guy from Earth from present day, you know, he does the old astronaut thing, he's in the astronaut costume, he's in the shuttle, and then he ends up going through his wormhole and then he ends up in another side of the universe where their technology is a lot more su- superior to ours. And that's what I love about it. And then he, he links it then to um you know, to, to, to things like he, he references Star Trek and he references Star Wars. And he, and um, I think this one, what is it when he, um, I can't remember, they, they, if they call something else, I think it was, he asked for a, tra- a tractor beam or something, doesn't he? And they call it something else or they're like, what are you talking about? And it's also things like um, they don't say warp, do they? Or, or, or hyperdrive, they, they have um, Starburst. Starburst. I yeah. hate Starburst. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's. I just gotta think what I'm gonna say now. But yeah, it's uh, it's just it's just so bizarre, and it's just this. Like I said, this this human character just interacts, um, and he's very sarcastic as well. That's what I love about it. He's he's so the good thing about what's what's brilliant about Farscape is it's so surreal. But Jonathan uh, Crichton is so uh, so real and so sarcastic towards it all. And he, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's it's just it's that's what I love about it. It it it's like it makes it it's so bizarre. However, they bring it down to like reality, so it's not so wacky and it's not so like unbelievable that like, it, it could be real. It's because of Jonathan Arch, the way he interacts with the characters and the way yeah, yeah. he interacts. With, oh, sorry, Crichton. <laughs> so they both called Jonathan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I mean. So the, how he interacts yeah. with all the characters and the world, you know, the world of well, that extended universe, you know, and it just, oh, it's it's just brilliant. It's just, um, it's just so bizarre as well. And like I said, I I love the puppetry as well. That's what really drawed me to it. Uh, I know there's one episode. Um, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to. Dan's just watched it now. You see, I know he started watching. Yeah, it. I'm at the end of season two. I'm in season two. So, I'll, so um, actually, before I go on for the puppetry, I just want to say I keep forgetting to mention. So basically, with Farscape, uh, Jonathan Crichton's mission obviously is to try and get home. Uh, he does explain then uh, in the the opening uh, credits. He does say things like, uh, "My name is John Crichton." I'm an astronaut. I'm lost. Uh, that actually does change slightly, by the way. I don't want to ruin that for you, Dan, but you'll you'll know oh. what I mean. It does change slightly what he says. Okay. But basically, just just a gist of it, he you know he he needs to try and find his way home. Uh, he he's landed on a living ship with all these weird aliens, and his mission is try and get home and warn Earth or our uh, 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 you know basically uh, explain to Earth his his findings that they are not alone in the universe. Um, but it, it really is a wacky adventure. It, it really yeah, is. It's, it's such, I'm so, it, again, I mean, I watch it because you told me to watch it. Yeah. I, I'm really glad I started watching it. I'm, I'm getting really into it at the moment. Yeah. But the, I, the, I think. Sorry, hang on. Sorry, I, I was going to say this Farscape, it's um, the way I see it is it's kind of like, well, when, when uh, Crichton first lands on um, or goes into. Uh, 
Moya, the ship. The ship's called Moya, by the way. Um, yeah. Kind of like you would think, oh, am I am I just dreaming? Because it's like these wacky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not taking it like as somebody watching it for the first time. Like, I'm not going to take this seriously. But the more you watch it, the more you do take it seriously, even yeah. though it is really wacky and weird. But I, I think it's thanks to Crichton. I do. Yeah. I, I think that's yeah. what gives it that because he's from our yeah. world. Yeah, and yeah. He then references to like other sci-fi shows. Like he goes like, "Oh, a little green man is there?" Like Yoda and, and, yeah, and yeah. things like that. And because yeah, yeah. doesn't he call he uh, he calls Dargo Chewy at one point, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> I love I love Dargo. Yeah, um, but then with um, Fast as well, I was going to say with the the, the the puppetry and why I love it as well is there's a particular scene, Rigel. Uh, basically gets chucked in, in, in prison, isn't he? He's um, And he's next to this other dude who's like a, a leader of some kind of alien race. And it, it's just the, the puppeteering, it's, it's just spot on. It's perfect. And it's, yeah. It, it's, because to look at them, you wouldn't see like, oh, that's a puppet. That, that's yeah, natural. yeah. The fact they are, they are puppets as well. That's why Jim Henson is just yeah. spot on with it. You know, really is spot on. Um, but yeah, overall, it's just a, a great adventure. All it is, like it says, in in you know a simple way to explain it, it's just a man from Earth sucked into a wormhole in this wacky world, and his mission is obviously to to to, to get home. And it's just that nice, simple sort of storyline. But then it goes off into a oh, all sorts of different obstacles in his way, and it's oh, it, it's 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 really clever as well. I mean, you're only on a season two, and you'll see how clever it really gets like it's it's what i love about it as well like yeah it's wacky and it's strange but also it's also based on lots of like science with it as well like it is like that you use i mean i'm not a scientist or anything but they, the fact that they use the, these sort of like uh, you know because he's a scientist obviously crying it so he has to yeah. use things science that we use on earth if that makes sense so he does obviously try and explain things how we would on earth and uh, oh yeah it's just um it's, it's quite interesting, Crichton, actually, because you, like the the main hero, the main hero of a sci-fi film, you think it was like a you know someone from the army or um, you know a warrior type thing, but he's he's not like a soldier mm-hmm. or like he, he's a scientist. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's not yeah. he's not from a military background. He's yeah, yeah. He's a scientist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And then you obviously you have, I mean, the the scary. You have the the peacekeepers. Who go around the the universe, obviously, and all the other species all fear them. Uh, the peacekeepers are basically a race that look just like us. Um, um, the, the, I mean, you, you, I'd say again, I don't want to ruin it, but I say all I'd say is you learn a lot more about the peacekeepers and why they're called the peacekeepers as well. But right. you're doing that. Um, yeah, yeah, honestly, it's, uh, it's a lot <laughs> to come for you. It, it really is a lot to take in. I can't you know? wait. I, like I said, I'm really enjoying it. I'm really into it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like you, I mean, yeah, the puppet, the puppetry is great, and also like the makeup and the aesthetics of like, yeah, like um, you know, I, I've mentioned Zan. She's she's got she's she's got beautiful makeup, like blue, and then like the intricacies of her the spots on her face. You've got like Dargo, who's got these massive. When I look at Dargo, I kind of think of Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, I I see. I always saw. Him as uh, like I mean Luxon because that's, that's his species. Luxon. Luxon. He's Luxon. Yeah, 
is uh, is basically like based on like the the, the Klingons, isn't it? That sort of thing, a yeah. warrior race. He's a warrior. So, I, he's great. He's a great character. So, like I said, the the, the makeup, like Chiana as well, who's probably my favorite character. <laughs> I love Chiana. Yeah. Um, the makeup. I love the way she just is. You know. Um, I love the relationship between Chiana and Dargo. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, like not just the puppetry, the makeup, the makeup as well of um, you know, various characters is is great. Uh, you know, pilot who's this like weird sort of lobster yeah. crap type thing. But again, <laughs> he he's a puppet though. That's why I love he's about it. You know, it, it's it's great. But again, I know you said you you, it's done so well that it looks real. And yeah. for me to know that the Jim Henson Company did it, I know I know, yeah. like the the amount of effort they were put into it and everything and. And yeah, it's um, one of the things as well. Um, I loved about Fast. It'll really excite me when I first started watching it. Was how they explained how different species understood each other, like through well, through talking. Like, because the one thing about science fiction shows is like, I mean, like Star Trek, for instance. I mean, Star Trek, everyone mostly just speaks English, you know, <laughs> and it's like well, they all just speak English, though. I mean, I know we have obviously a Klingon another language of Vulcan and all that, but they all just sort of accepted English, haven't they, as their language, yeah, yeah. you know? Uh, and kind of like in, uh, I mean, there's examples like in the Star Wars films, well, where you have, uh, well, any sort of sci-fi uh, show, where you have aliens talking in an alien language and then the human talks in, in, in English, it, you know what I mean? Talks in English. And um, a, good, a good example, have you ever seen the film District 9? Yes. You know the uh, the prawn alien things. Yeah, yeah. And he, he, and he he's talking. <laughs> to them. Yeah, well, that's what they call them prawns, actually, don't they as well? And he, he's talking to them, and I remember I always find it weird. They are like talking in their weird alien language, and he talks them back in English, and they having a conversation. And I don't know about you, I always found that I don't know. I always be like, well, I don't know. I find it weird. Either speak one language yeah. or. Do you know what I mean? Where I love how Farscape does it, where they they inject the whole thing, don't they, into their bodies, which makes the like it's translator, universal yeah, translator. Yeah, it's kind of like a universal translator. Isn't yeah, yeah, it? yeah. We actually have that in in Star Trek, saying that they do have a universal yeah. translator. In I, I I do understand that as well. Uh, I think Doctor Who explains Doctor, it. As well. I was about to say Doctor Who. Yeah. Tardis. In the Tardis does it. Tardis does it. Yeah. But I love the fact that they get injected something when they're born, and that's how they communicate with each other you know because it, it's it's quite interesting how um i mean i again i don't want to ruin it all i'd say is uh, i'm trying to say it's about ruin it just yeah it'll, it'll come it'll come a time where you'll see how the characters will find english difficult and they they may have to learn english a little bit that's all i'm saying that's interesting. <laughs> I just, I just love the power of science. Like, I get, I get really excited that I've got that all to come, and it's like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It's like for you, I can't wait for you to watch Stargate because it's so good, and it's like the fact that sci-fi excites me. And obviously, we will get onto this when we talk about sci-fi. It's just mm -hmm. the power of sci-fi. Just things like that just excite me. I get really excited to like, oh, I can't wait to get onto the episodes that you're watching. Or um, yeah, yeah. One, of the one thing I want to say about um, Farscape, though, the thing I love about it obviously everything that we've said so far is the two one of the two well two of the main characters in Farscape um are played by actors who are in Stargate oh, okay uh, which is, who play main characters in Stargate so the actor who uh, Ben Browder who plays Crichton in Farscape um 
the main character in Farscape, he, he becomes a main character in Stargate SG-1 in season nine, I want to believe. He plays um, Colonel Mitchell in Stargate. Um, so he's in that. And then Claudia Black, who plays Erin Sung in Farscape, mm-hmm. ends up playing Vala Maldoran in Stargate SG-1. So. Oh. Uh, so, and like both of their characters are like on the same team, I guess, in Stargate. So it's quite interesting that they, obviously they have the relationship on Farscape. And yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they have, they, they're, they're both in Stargate SG-1 together. So, And I guess that's I, always I going around in your head as well at the same time, yeah. isn't it, sort of thing? You're yeah. sort of thinking well, about they, that. They did Farscape, obviously, before they did Stargate. So. Mm-hmm. But I think it says something about those two, that when I when I first saw them, I was like, oh, yeah, that's Colonel Mitchell and Barla from Stargate. Yeah, but yeah, now yeah. it's like, no, it's Crichton and Erin, because they... Yeah, cause yeah, that, yeah. You know, both really good actors who playing completely different characters, so... Which I love, you know, because I didn't want to watch it and be like, oh, it's, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm watching yeah. Colonel Mitchell from Stargate SG-1. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I just find it interesting. That's what I love about it. Is, you know, it's fastly becoming another one of my favourite sci-fi shows. <laughs> that's, that's interesting you said. I mean, do you think that could work, though, with, like, some Star Trek actors, as in, like, um, like Spock, you know, obviously Leonard Nimoy, mm. I I mean, I think maybe Leonard Nimoy, because Leonard Nimoy, he's always Spock to me. Same with William Shatner, actually. Like, I saw William Shatner in some kind of chick flick film before, and I just kept saying, why is Captain Kirk there? <laughs> like, all the time. You know what I mean? Like, there are some... Yeah, but then I kind of... The example of Patrick Stewart. Like, yeah, Patrick Stewart okay. takes quite a lot of iconic roles. Obviously, he's not just Jean-Luc Picard, he's Charles Xavier, so I guess Xavier, it's like... Yeah, and that's a good point as well. From X-Men, which is another, I guess, sci-fi type thing, isn't it? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, well... It's like uh, Kath- Catherine Jane weighs in Orange and the New- Orange is the New Black, isn't she? I want to see that. Have you seen it? No, I just I just saw. I was like, I know she's Captain Jane weighs. She's stuck in the she's stuck in the holodeck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem. I said that to you the other day. I was watching the um the the was it the the biopic about um Tolkien, you know who yes. wrote the the Hobbit, and yeah, yeah Miles O'Brien's in it. And yeah. I remember watching it and going, oh, great. Now it's become a hollow, uh, hollow sweet simulation. <laughs> like that automatically yeah. sort of happens to me. When I see. It's funny, like with, with, with um, uh, Ch- um, Charles O'Brien, Miles O'Brien, I, I watched a horror film um, years ago and I forget what it's called, but he's in that. And it, I remember in it not being a very good film, but I know that he's in it. And I'm like, oh, he's. It was a holiday. <laughs> It was a holodeck simulation. <laughs> yeah. but it wasn't. It's not a very good. It's a horror film, but he plays like this priest in it, I think, because he's, a, I guess. But I, I wonder if these actors sort of get that a lot of people. You know what I mean? That the, you know, the sort of people always just, you know, well, I, I guess well, Leonard Nimoy isn't it? Is is the the the, the best yeah. example? You know, you said it is one of my old films. I am not Spock, and then I am Spock, and. Whatever, you know. Yeah, I guess some actors would love that, and I guess some actors, I guess, would. I think um, the actor who plays Trip Tucker in Star Trek Enterprise, mm-hmm. he, he's one of the main villains in Stargate Atlantis. Okay. Um, and I know when he um, he plays Michael in um, Stargate Atlantis. Um, I should yeah. say as well, Atlantis is out of, like, the three 
versions of Stargate. Atlantis is my favourite. Okay. Um, I guess because I watched it at a time where I was going through a really rough time a couple of years ago, which I won't say what, but like, um, and it, Atlantis helped me through it basically. Um, but the actor who plays Trip Tucker is one of the main villains in in Atlantis. Um, and at first, he because his agent said, "Oh, you know, I've got this audition. Do you want to go for it?" But he he thought, "Oh, well, Stargate, another iconic, you know, sci-fi franchise." He, he kind of went, well, I don't want to do it because I've already been in Enterprise and I don't want to be typecast. But then yeah. on the flip side, of that, he read it, he read the character and, got, and went, oh, this really excites me. I really want to, you know, audition for it. So he went and auditioned for it and, and got it. So I guess, yeah. yes, you could be typecast, but then you could also play one of, you know, a great character that everybody's going to love. And it was so different to what he did with Trip Tucker that, you know, he was able to do it, I guess. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of, I mean, yeah, but like, I mean, we've said before, a lot of actors have crossed over into our favourite mm. show. I mean, another show that we like is Firefly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, love Firefly. Got, yeah, Firefly. I've got my Firefly How? t on, actually. Oh, you got it on? Yeah, but, it, but it's cold. Um, oh, yeah. my, bedroom <laughs> <laughs> my bedroom doesn't face the sun, so I, I'm, it's always cold. Uh. I do have my Firefly t-shirt on. Um, but I have to put my jumper on because it's cold. But um, <laughs> I do, ha I do have it on. Oh, that's cool. That's a really nice design, actually, on that. It really is, isn't it? Isn't it? It's the serenity. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I've got uh, Batman. I know. Uh, I was gonna say I, before we start recording, <laughs> I was gonna mention your T-shirt. Actually, I quite like it. It's just Batman just poking out. It looks like he's just like watching us. <laughs> yeah. What was I gonna say? Uh, we're on about uh, Firefly. That's right. Yeah, yeah. One of the, one of the um, uh, actresses in Firefly um, is also, again, in Stargate Atlantis, um, Jewel State. She, uh, she, she plays um, the engineer in Firefly. The uh, yeah, yeah. I can't remember anything. I remember Jewels and I think, and, 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 uh, oh. and Shepherd. And I suppose it. yeah. it's been a lot. I, I want to rewatch that. I did absolutely love it. You know, the I thing really about Firefly, it. I think, is because we forget it, is because there's only one season and then they cancelled it. That's the problem. That's it's it's mental. Why yeah. is it so like popular though? As well, it, it's weird because exactly. like um, they they still make you know like them loot box thingies people order online. Yeah. Um, and you can still get like a, a Firefly one. And I, I, I did that. To me, that, that, that just blows my mind how, like, it's still popular and people still, like, want merchandise based. Like, you, you've got it, you know, and it's, and it, it's literally one season. What, how many episodes is it again? I think only, oh, I don't think it even was that many episodes. I think, like, I, wanna, I, I don't think it reached 20 episodes. Did no, it? I think it wasn't yeah. many at all. But then I, there was the film as well called Serenity. Which is Serenity, yeah, yeah. Um, did you like Serenity? Yeah. I did. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought, uh, I mean, I basically would have been like a, a two-parter, but uh, I, I really yeah. liked it. Oh, I liked it. I really did. I really did. Um, in fact, I think it would have been, uh, looking at it now, I think if they hadn't have continued the series, I think they could have continued it in movie form because I, I would have loved to have seen a sequel to it. Yeah. But, well, um, it, yeah, it's quite interesting how, like, sci-fi shows... Um, you know, like, I, I, I mean, again, I'm not going to try and ruin this for you. I know you're still watching Farscape, but basically uh, the last episode, I think it's season... Because basically, if you look at 
Farscape on um, IMDb and all that, it'll tell you that there's one spin-off series called um, Peacekeeper Wars. Yeah. Which is basically kind of like Serenity in a way, as in it's like a film after the series, but a Mm. two-parter. So yeah. it's basically a fifth season, but only done in it, it was well, done in two giant episodes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and again, um, it's it, it's it's so funny how it because I, I said I don't want to ruin it for you, but all I want to say is at the end of the last episode of season four, it's like the biggest cliffhanger ever. And uh, all I was thinking at the time because I didn't get to experience this because luckily I watched it while well after these films were made to explain what happens afterwards, so I got to see it. All I was thinking was, wow, the fans back then must have been so angry because it was it's really like this giant cliffhanger and it's like finished. <laughs> and, that's yeah. it. Uh, and then they obviously had to make uh, the films then. Well, the, the yeah, the, the Peacekeeper Wars. So it's a similar sort of thing, isn't it? Because they had to obviously just finish it up, didn't they? They needed to. Yeah. Cause, and, and Firefly is, again, a really interesting one, how it's just so popular. I remember once... I I I, can't I bought something from a, a shop before. It was uh, it was come some kind of action figure. I can't remember what I bought. I, I, and there was this woman there, and she started talking to me about science fiction shows, and and we were talking about Firefly. Uh, and I, again, I, it's so weird how it it said it's just it's just so and it's up there as well with all of them. Like mm. and it and when you think about it, for one season, like you it's think it. Yeah, you think it shouldn't be come up? You shouldn't be up there. You know what I mean? Or it has. It is up there. It's up there with Star Wars and Star Trek and yeah, because well, it's, it's created, isn't it, by yeah. Joss Whedon, who's uh, the mind behind the Avengers films? Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. I I just love the the like the the feel of it. That this this like you know um this Western you know outlaw yeah. feel to it as well, which um really excited. It kind of reminds me of. Of um, what Gene Roddenberry, the way he describes the original Star Trek series, you know, the, as a Western in space, isn't it? Yeah. So well, it's, that- it's like, um, like, I think the intro to Firefly, I think the, the captain says, you know, um, you've got a job for us, we do it, you're good or bad. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like they're not baddies, but they're not goodies either. It's like, we'll just do anything. Yeah. Basically. Just, yeah, out, outlaws sort of things, outlaws, isn't it? Just, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, it kind of yeah. reminds me. It kind of reminds me of. I don't know if you've ever played the Borderlands games. Do you know yeah, what I have? They know. It kind of reminds me of that. Just sort of this, like, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, like outlaw sort of bandit bandits. You know, like, you know, I, I, yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> oh, cool. But yeah, um, I mean, as science fiction shows, then I mean, I. Well, I mean. I liked all different shows, as in on like Channel Four as well. I watched a lot of science fiction shows on on, on Channel Four. Um, one one particular was a uh, yeah, it's science fiction is uh, Utopia. Have you ever seen that Utopia? I think we talked about that the other day. Um, yeah. Utopia. No, I'm sure we did. Utopia was on. I don't think you've seen it. Though. I think I was telling you about. It, I think. Yeah, uh, um, I, I I think I. Yeah. Probably remember us talking about it, but then yeah, we yeah. <laughs> we talk about a lot of things, yeah. Um, so yeah, Utopia was on Channel Four, and that was like a, a nice science fiction. Um, uh, and it was all around a, a graphic novel, uh, which ends up being I don't know. Basically, I don't want to ruin it too much for people, but it was to do with um, uh, quite actually. Talk about is actually kind of links to today. Actually, it's about a virus basically to wipe off 
uh, population of the world and all that. And yeah, mm. so um, another uh, Channel 4 one as well was uh, one called Humans, which I really liked. Uh, yeah. There's but basically, well, I quite like them as well. I mean, I, I love um, Channel 4 dramas anyway. I do love Channel 4. I always find them really gritty. And they're yeah. quite, uh, well, humans not so much, but they, you know, they got a gritty element to it. And there's this Channel 4 grittiness. Um, and one thing that really, um, I linked them both together was actually do with, because one thing I love about science fictions is um, a good soundtrack, you know, like a really good, well-produced, uh, composed uh, mm. musical soundtrack. And in humans and, and utopias, I, I can't even say the guy's name. I think he's French. Uh, but there's this this guy this guy who does a lot of the soundtracks. He does one. He does the the soundtrack for Humans and for Utopia. And it's just this 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 really cool like industrial feel to it. Uh, and that's one thing as well. I know I'm sort of off off topic now because um I know one of our questions was why science fiction. Uh, one thing I do love about science fiction as well, not just obviously like uh, the robots and space and and all that is also like uh, the music as well with it and how they yeah. create atmosphere. Uh, yeah. There's always been one thing I always been really interested in. Uh, I mean, I did a project in uni on music and performance where I worked with musicians. Uh, and in the end, we came up with this weird shadow piece. But anyway, we had a piece about uh, technology and nature. Mm. And so I, I worked with a guitarist and a bass player and they came up with this like soundscape of like birds and things like that. And then also it was like this mechanical sounding thing underneath it, like interacting with the birds. And, and I, I love all that stuff. Uh, it kind of reminds me of a, there's a composer called, you might know him, um, Amon Tobin. I like him. Maybe you know. oh, the name rings a bell, but I, I probably haven't. He, he's done a lot of, I tell, I tell one of it, you might have actually bumped into him. He does a lot of, um, I know he did, a, he did a lot of adverts. He did a one, I'm sure, for a car advert once. So it was like sounds of cars. He does a lot. Of, like, oh, right. He records yeah. a, like, a lot of sounds and things, and he, he mixes yeah, it together. Yeah. Um, and also, I use a lot of him. Remember, me and Dan used to make a lot of films, didn't we, a few years back? I used a lot of Amon Tobin sounds in uh, Wenglish, when we did Wenglish. Oh, right. Yeah, so I use oh. a lot of Amon Tobin. So I, what I'm trying to say is I love um, this, this French guy who does a lot of Channel 4. So I love this sort of um, just science fiction, you know, like sound to it as well. I, I love when a, when a science fiction has a good soundtrack and it just works beautifully. Like um, Blade Runner as well is, a, is a, a perfect example, the sound of Blade Runner. Blade Runner is one reason I got into science fiction. Uh, it's just this gritty, I would like to watch those films. It's just this gritty electronic sound to it, yeah. and I mean, but then you, yeah, that's a good word. Yeah, but I mean, you look at obviously then Star Trek and Star Wars, then of course, of course goes against that, but then that's cool as well. They're more like orchestral sounds, aren't they? You know, like Star yeah. Wars is more grand John Williams, da, 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 da. I, yeah, because yeah. I think that's like uh, it's more of a saga, I guess. Yeah, 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 you know, more yeah. of a. So it needs big, big orchestral instruments. Yeah, it's like for a, a you know a saga, you know a, a big story. But I think something like um, you know Blade Runner is sort of or um, or anything that's set in a dystopian uh -huh. world that you can get away with like electronic, yeah, sounds, like futuristic sounds, um, things like that. Yeah, no, but like I said I that's one thing I do like. It's like I can't remember the guy. I can't even say the guy's name probably. Anyway, uh, it's a French guy, and I. 
and he's yeah he's really cool i end up like actually listening to his stuff like um on my laptop anyway not even watching anything just listening to you know all them <laughs> sounds and things and um so yeah that's one reason i think if science fiction was with, with music yeah i mean because i you know i play a little bit of guitar and stuff and i try and like you know i do a little bit of composing as well when when i feel like it like uh on the laptop and the guitar i i always like that idea of you know science fiction sort of yeah industrial sort yeah, of yeah industrial that's a yeah good you know what i mean i like all One that thing that comes to mind when you say that is a is a, is a show called dark matter uh, yeah yeah i yeah i need to watch that as well <laughs> it's a show that i've wanted you to watch for a while um i know i know and that's got a very industrious uh, industrial and electronic feel to it yeah definitely um uh, I like I'm, I'm, more, I'm, more, I'm more interested in it now i actually am <laughs> yeah, yeah it may the thing with that matter is i kind of um, um anybody who hasn't seen that matter by the way watch it and any any fan of um if you're a fan of Firefly, I kind of think it's kind of like Firefly set in the future. Yeah, you were saying that, yeah. Um, that's how I look at it. It's probably not, like, it's, it's not the same, but it is, you can kind of, just by watching it, you can go, oh yeah, I can see the similarities in that. It's, it's created by um, one of the writers who um, wrote a lot of, wrote and produced a lot of episodes on Stargate, uh, in the Stargate franchise and Stargate mm -hmm. Atlantis. So, um, you know, when I was looking for new shows to watch, I, I came across Dark Matter and I was like, oh, Joseph Malozzi, who, um, who is the producer, one of the producers and writers on Stargate. So, oh, one of his new works, I'm going to check that out. And I loved it. And, um, and it's great. And I think, there, I think there's only three seasons of it, but it, it's a very good, very good show. And it's set in this futuristic dystopian world. And it's, it's yeah, what I love about sci-fi is it's it is electronic, it is um, industrial, and I, I just I love it. And it's, mm. it, it's it's not aliens; it's you know us set in the future. It's, it's yeah, 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 yeah. Um, just yeah, those words of electronic and industrial mm -hmm. and um, metally sounds. Mm. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I just love that. Yeah, that that that. Yeah. No, I know, I know that that that, that feel that there. Yeah. No, definitely, yeah. I and, mean, and, uh, you'll carry on. <laughs> no, you carry on. I was just going to say another, I mean, because I love DS9, it's mm -hmm. on a space station. There's a lot of space stations on in Dark Matter as well. Mm -hmm. um, one thing I like doing when I'm bored is going on Pinterest and just seeing, like, fan arts of, like, um, you know, different space stations and things. And I, uh, It just fascinates me. And, um, I mean, like, I like going on Pinterest anyway because I like I like. To, get like wallpapers for my phone like um one of the one of the threads on pinterest i have is um you know space stations and space and it's just i don't know why it fascinates me so much i just find it fascinating like aspects of that of like um you know space stations and yeah industrious yeah Hmm. But watch that matter, honestly. It's really I know, good. I, I will get around to that as well. Well, actually, saying about watching stuff, I I did watch... Uh, well, basically... Um, so one of the things what I, I love about science fiction, one thing that always intrigued me as well, was um, I've always had a bit of obsession, I don't know why, with, with robots and androids and things like that. I don't know what it is. Hmm. That's why I love humans as well on, on Channel 4. Yeah. Um, I love... 
Isaac Asimov. I do I do read Isaac Asimov uh, books, and he he's the the guy who developed obviously the free laws of robotics and things like that. Uh, I'd highly recommend. I mean, it's it's nothing really. Well, the film is obviously based on it, but I Robot is a book by. I was going to say I, I when you said yeah. it, I I thought I Robot, yeah. Yeah. But I, I Robot, the book itself is well. I mean, it's based on. I mean, the film is obviously based on. You can see that. But the the book is um, it's not one big story. It's a, a series of short stories, which right. I love about it. It's all they're all connected because it's about a woman who's who's basically kind of like a diary entry sort of thing. She's reflecting on her past, right? Anyway, um, in these stories, then and and it, it does amaze me because obviously. Um, you know how ahead of their time they were. That's one thing I love about as well. Um, I read a lot of H.G. Wells and things like that. And H.G. Wells, the fact that you know, like uh, a writer from you know the nineteenth century is talking about like these tripod things and War of the Worlds, walking through London and things like that. That always amazes me. And also a uh, big one, uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Mm. You know, um, again the idea. Of, I mean, people argue obviously Frankenstein is the the first science fiction. That's what people argue. You know, um, that's yeah, which is I guess good argument. Yeah, um, but yeah, but the whole <laughs> idea of um, I guess so. But no, I want to say there's there's other cases. No, that, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Just in case anyone's well, actually, you can look at it this way or whatever. Anyway, um, but yeah, but the idea of I guess man-made machines and you know or men using machines to enhance you know human bodies or whatever or builds human life or whatever has always been one thing that really amazed me uh there's actually i mean the term robot originally came from a um a czech play from the czech republic i right. can't remember what it's called i need to read it as one as one uh on my reading list actually i can't remember what it's called but basically, it's uh, the first time uh, the term robot was used ever. Oh, right. Okay. And that's where it comes from. So the, the word robot that we use today, like even in like, uh, I mean, the term robotics, I mean, you use uh, when they, you know, when, when people actually build robots, you know, and they sell robots, they actually use the term robot. And we all universally say it's a robot, don't we? But that mm. actually came from a play, it came from theatre, oh, which, right. which I find quite interesting. Yeah. Uh, and I, from what I've read of reviews, it's, they're not as such, they're not actually as robotic as we think. You know, when we think of robot, we think of robot and all that. They're they're more human than anything. But then, I said, that's always. Uh, in, I mean, what I'm trying to get at as well. I'm I'm really interested in a, a TV series that's uh, currently on iPlayer, and I have found it. It's definitely on there. And I think I'm going to be watching that tonight, actually, now. I think I've decided... Oh, it is on there, did you? Is it it yeah. is on there. Is this the thing uh, about yesterday? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, for, well, as I said, I'm really obsessed with Sorry. robots and androids. There's one series I haven't actually watched yet, and I've noticed that it's on iPlayer, so I'll definitely be checking it out, and that's Battlestar Galactica. Uh, and Is it all on there? Because I might do yeah, it. Well, it says four seasons, so I think... I'm sure the advert... Because basically, I was watching uh, TV once, and it was on... <laughs> BBC One, and, it, and it's a Battlestar Galactica, and I'm sure it said award-winning series, and it said, like, complete series now on wow. BBC Wow, oh, that's good so, to know, actually, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll yeah, yeah. So I've always been interested in robots and things. I don't know why. I've always had a bit of obsession with mm. um, with robots. I always get excited when I come across a robot character. Like, I read a lot of graphic novels as well, and when yeah. there's, like, a robotic <laughs> character, 
There's there's a, a graphic novel I read recently called Saga. Uh, in Saga, it's like a robot. It's like a weird robot race to have like weird TV head things, right? It's, it's really strange. Anyway, but I, I don't know what it is. I just get really intrigued by robotics and, and, and robots and, and, and androids and, mm. uh, and things like that. I mean, because um, I, I told Dan, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm finally getting a tattoo. Uh, I'm the Star Trek insignia. But I, I was, I want, I want to see how, basically, I had had a tattoo yet before, as you know. So I, I want to see how I deal with the pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but like, I seen people with like, um, necessary sleep, but like, basically, I, I had an accent, obviously, on this arm. But I, I, I always had the idea of, you know, like, I love the Borg as well, you know, that's all like androids and Borg. I always had the idea of trying to like Borg my armor for like. I was the, thinking your yeah. scar, your scar yeah. would make you good. Do you know Not what done. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can turn your scar into um, into something Borg-like. Yeah, yeah Borg-like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm reading a manga as well called Full Metal Alchemist, where he basically he has a mechanical arm and a mechanical yeah. leg, and I, I and I don't know what it is, but that sort of stuff always excites me. Astro Boy as well. I, I love Astro Boy, and Astro Boy is uh, he's basically like a futuristic um, Pinocchio. He's a robotic boy uh, mm. who has. Um, rockets for legs and things like that, you know and 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 that sort of thing like yeah i don't know what it is it just it just excites me and also i remember i'm not sure this is based i'm not sure it's based on a book possibly an isaac asimov book if it was gonna be a book was um although i always think of steven spielberg's film ai as well Artificial oh yeah intelligence. i always yeah i yeah i always you know find the blue fear which is again basically was pinocchio in the blue theory and all that um, so yeah, I always been obsessed with that sort of things with, with robots and I mean, yeah, look at the prequels in, in, uh, Star Wars. I mean, I used to love the droid armies, obsessed with the droid army. That's what I used yeah, to, I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, so uh, yeah, it's always been like robots and things that I would meet. I mean, I, another good example is Philip K. Dick, Philip K. Dick. He, um, he wrote to like he wrote a lot of short. Well, he wrote. He's he's not around with us anymore. Uh, he wrote a lot of short stories. And he wrote um, like some great uh, books as well. Um, his first book and my favorite book is "Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep," and that's where Blade Runner is based off. You know, uh, and 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 again, it's just this whole idea of um, I don't know, it's, it's like artificial versus nature sort of. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's all yeah. handmade mechanical stuff. I just, yeah. Yeah. So I find one, one reason why I got a bit obsessed with science fiction as well, because I just, yeah, I think it's, I think it's robots particularly as well. Robots. And that's, that's, that's really good. Actually. Yeah. And for me, it's just, it's the visual sort of, I guess like yourself, I see it like the people would, you know, the people could be fans of um, action films because they love, you know, guns or you or bikes yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Um, people would love adventure films because they love going on adventures like for us yeah, we yeah. like you like robots i love seeing you know technology and computers yeah and, yeah yeah and for me it's like the future so like that's why i'm a big fan of um that's why i love dark matter so much because it's set way way in the future i think it's set in like the 30th or 31st century or something yeah uh, it's just seeing how like technology has evolved and sort of the visual the visual pleasure, I guess, it gives mm -hmm. us. You yeah, know, yeah. Seeing, it? it gives us a lot of pleasure, and I think, you know, yeah. I, I love seeing spaceships. You know, I love seeing, um, you know, 
uh, different planets and I love I love seeing aliens and just I think the visual visual pleasure it gives us I think that's why we love sci-fi I guess um, yeah, no, me, like, uh, you know growing up with my sister like I've mentioned loads of times before you know Star Trek fan Stargate fan that's why I think why I love sci-fi so much um, now one thing I wanted to say was because the other day at the dinner table I was talking with my parents I, I was telling them about a um well I, well, I can I could, probably because it links to sci-fi I guess um the, there's a documentary on Netflix um at the moment about the Challenger shuttle okay yeah yeah right. so um and I thought I'd better tell them because you know they love watching documentaries and I've recently got into documentaries myself um so telling them about um, documentaries and stuff and then it kind of just led on to a conversation about different stuff to watch on Netflix because at the moment I think they're watching Designated Survivor or something okay <laughs> and basically my my stepmom really loves Designated Survivor but um my dad likes it but he can't really get into it and then uh -huh. we were just talking about different shows that we can get into and we can't get into and I, I basically pure and simply said if it doesn't have a spaceship in, or if it isn't set in space, I don't really want to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because they were suggesting things to me like, oh, you should watch Designated Survivor, or because um, yeah, basically yeah. we we all share, we have like we all share the, well, they pay for it, but like uh, we share the same Netflix account basically. So we've each got a profile and like it's like a, I don't know, family, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, we just suggest stuff to each other that we like. There's a bit of context. <laughs> um, so the, you know, yeah, the conversation was about them telling me which shows they would recommend watching or documentaries they would watch, uh, recommend watching. Um, and yeah, I basically just said, look, if it doesn't have a, if it's not set in space or if it's not got a spaceship, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. But that really says something about me. You know, I love, I love that. I, it's like if I'm trying to find something on Netflix, I, I would always go to go or, or well, I always mention Netflix, but other mm -hmm. streaming services are available. Um, if I'm looking for a film to watch, it's, um, it's like, oh, well, I don't want to watch that because it's not really set in space. Or um, what, One film that does come to mind, which is a good example of me doing this, is um, it's, an, it's a Netflix original film called I'm Mother. Okay. And you should watch that because that's robots, actually. Yeah, no, what? I think I've heard of it, that's all. It's yeah. really good. Yeah, it's, yeah. Really, it's a bit of a long film, but it's really good. It's got Hilary Swank in its box. Okay. Uh, but that's robots again, and it's got it's just a visual, visually pleasurable film. Like, mm -hmm. you know, for you, it'll be the robots, but for me, it's like this te the technology mm -hmm. set in the future and stuff. Um, but I think I, I was told about my mother, but then I think I came to you know, when you, you're flicking through something to watch, um, and it's like, I don't want to watch that, I don't want to watch that. Am I in the mood for that? But for me, I always find myself drawn to. If, it, if it's sci-fi or if it's set in space, I was like, oh yeah, I'm watching that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think anybody yeah. who's a fan of anything would do that, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah I, I, yeah, I think that's, you know, why I love sci-fi is, you know, because I... Yeah. I mean, for me, I like to look at, like, um, I said, like, like sort of the history of, like, robots. Like I said, I, I mentioned, obviously, that, that play. Um, and also I look at, like, Robbie the Robot uh, from Forbidden Planet. Mm. which he was i think it's like the first robot uh depicted on an on an off world or something or like in space or something like that probably the robot is um and it's and also one one particular character always comes to mind when i talk about robots 
is uh, a character called Maria from a very old film, a black and white film, silent film actually, uh, called Metropolis. Have you ever oh, seen, no, you? No, yeah. seen that? Metropolis. I, I do recommend watching Metropolis just, just as like science fiction film history, just, yeah. just for that principle, just to watch it and be like, oh yeah, that's, that's part of it. Uh, Metropolis is about um, basically uh, all the workers all, all live underground and stuff. And then you have all like, the rich people and all this. And, and then there's, there's this mad scientist who builds a robot called Maria and, uh, it's just oh the imagery again like you said you just like to see it and it's visual pleasure and it's just the sounds and the imagery and the way maria moves it's it, it's in, it's incredible like it really is it's um it's a it's a yeah i mean it says it is a, it is a black and white silent movie so it's like you know music but the the sound of it and then you obviously you read the dialogue or the action or whatever you know afterwards and this is what's going on but it's just Again, I think it's the idea of it being real. That's why I love it. It's, 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 you know, and definitely obviously Maria, they wouldn't have had CGI back in those days, you know. So, uh, yeah, I just, yeah, I just always been sort of obsessed with that, of the idea of, of even like, like robots of today. I mean, like, you get like child toys that are like basically you know, becoming their friends, you know what I mean? Who can like interact with them. <laughs> yeah. And that yeah, stuff yeah. always amazes me. I don't know why. I always like kind of want to have a look myself. <laughs> you know, I just get amazed of it. Like, it's just amazing. Like what they can do like now and in the future, how, you know, it's, but then it says, that's why I love about science fiction also challenges like what makes you human. And, and this is the things that probably will happen. You know, like will these androids one day have, you know, human rights or whatever, or any sort of rights. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? and I mean, that, we've done, we've, yeah. we've mentioned that before. Events, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. No, so absolutely. that's what, I, that's what I, I love about it. It sort of questions as well what makes us human as well and all that sort of stuff. And, uh, you know, it's... And, and again, I think Star Trek has that because obviously it has, like, data, you know. Data really challenges that, you know. Mm. Uh, so, Yeah. Uh yeah, well yeah, there's also some things like that already, but yeah, particularly I I I love a good robot me. <laughs> there we are. Any other shows that you wanna mention? I mean for us I think as well, we we both big fans of Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah, no, of course Doctor Who. Yeah, don't forget Doctor Who, obviously. Um Cyberman, Alex Cyberman and Daleks. Um yes, Daleks, yeah. Mm-hmm. But we were saying actually when we were Doctor Who, we were talking about um uh, well, yeah, we actually we had a big chat about fans, didn't we? Like yeah. uh, science fiction fans. Me and Dan now and then. Uh, oh yeah, you're going to tell me. Ha- yeah, we haven't been to one together yet, though. We haven't been to a convention no, together. Can't. That's what. I mean, obviously now we got uh, coronavirus, so probably can't now. Socially distanced conventions. It is uh, annoying because <laughs> um, because uh, um, there was uh, the, I, I don't know how I managed to find out about it. I must have found out about it somehow. There's a Stargate-specific um, convention called CalMath. Oh, um, wow. I think that's what it's called. But and I was going to go to the one in March, but then um, but then I didn't for personal reasons, um, which you would know about. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then because they do one twice a year, and I thought, well, I might actually go to the one in November, but they obviously cancelled it due to the virus. So um, mm. yeah. Uh, yeah conventions and fans and that sort of I think is another reason why we both love sci-fi is because there's a big 
I mean, from the outside eye, people would just call us geeks or nerds, but I yeah, don't yeah. mind, you know. Um, it's a community, isn't it? You know, it is a community. A, everybody's yeah, yeah. like friendly and everybody's got their yeah, own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, like, I mean, I started going to convention. I haven't been to one in ages, really. I, I, in, and I'm talking a good number of years because I used to go to um, Collectomania. Um, mm -hmm. That's what it was called. It, it was in Milton Keynes uh, with my sister and... Um, I call him my uncle, but he's actually my godfather. Um, uh, so we would go to these conventions and I've got, I mean, they're all on my wall now, you know, different, I've met many different actors and, you know, from, and that's what I love about conventions is because you sort of, especially actors that have been in sort of Star Trek, they're all really down to earth. And yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, not like, e even when I met like um, Patrick Stewart or, um, William Shatner like all right they didn't chat much but mm. you know they still was really polite in signing my stuff and then yeah, I actually yeah. met Patrick Stewart again when I because I saw him in a play in the new theatre um uh No Man's Land by yeah, Harold yeah. Yeah. Um, and I me and my friend Richard we waited outside the stage door to get our program signed by Patrick Stewart and um Oh, uh, well, it, and Ian McKellen as well. Ian McKellen was in it, but Ian McKellen signed some autographs and then he then obviously went somewhere. Um, anyway, the point I was trying to make is um, as he was signing my programme, I because a few days before that, I'd, he'd done a talk at the Sherman Theatre. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I am be saying. Oh, yeah, because you were going to go to that. I was going to go, I yeah. I, <laughs> I think I ended up working somewhere, didn't I? I think I got offered a contract. I can read, say no. Yeah, wasn't that you got offered, like, Northumberland, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I went all up to Northumberland and worked, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so he did a talk, because both Matt and I are part of Equity, um, the Actors' Union. I don't know if you're still part of it. I'm yeah, yeah, no, I am, yeah, yeah. part of it. Um, so he did a talk because he's, you know, Patrick Stewart is part of part of Equity. So, um, you know, we went mm -hmm. along there anyway. The point I'm trying to make is that when he was signing my program uh, for No Man's Land, I said, you know, thank you for the talk that you did at the Sherman Theatre. And then he started, he just said, oh, you're very welcome. Yeah, you know, we, we tried to do those wherever we can. And we, you know, so he, he started talking to me whilst he signed his mm. program. We, we didn't have a chat. He just... Oh, so I see. What I love about like I, mm. that's what I find about actors that have been in like Star Trek, but they're really down to earth. And, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, I I remember when I, I mean, I was really young, but I remember when I met um, Brent Spiner, who plays Data. He was sitting next to Michael Bourne, who played, um, who played Worf. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and. Uh, you know, they were having, you know, those two, the actors were just having a bit of, you know, banter with each other when me and my sister were getting our autograph signs and stuff. And yeah, it's just, that's what I love about the actors. So it's not just the fans that are down to earth and it, it, it's the actors as well. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Like, like, I mean, they I, are yeah. approachable. Yeah. I mean, I, I've never been to, I mean, I've never been to the big one Comic Con. I've never done one of them. Actually. I've never been to um, Comic Con. Um, I mean, I, I've heard, I mean, um, I've heard a few people say that you know a lot of like you know, you spend a lot of money yeah. to see things and and these different people. I mean, I, I always go to there's a, a small one uh, down in West Supermay, stars um, stars of time, yeah, or stars oh, of all right. time, yeah, and uh, that there in West Supermay, and it's a it's a it's it's quite a small one, but they do try and get 
uh, as many stars as they can there, in all fairness. Uh, I mean, and I was lucky I got to meet uh, Chris Barry, mm. who is, of course, uh, Rimmer, Arnold Rimmer from Red Dwarf. Uh, and it was quite cool because there was no queue or nothing because it was small and it was quiet. There was no queue or nothing. So I, I talked to Arnold Rimmer, you know, well, Chris, Chris Barry, for like a good 15 minutes, <laughs> like just chatting. Wow. And uh, he was, he asked, he, but the thing is, though, like we were talking about his career, and then he starts asking about me, what I do. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm actually an entertainer. Oh. And then he was, I was telling him, because at the time, I actually put together uh, for the kids a, a science fiction party where, oh, right. yeah, where, um, yeah, but basically I, it was me and this, I, I had a robot character there, actually, I created called uh, B4BO. Um, <laughs> it doesn't rip off of anything, I swear. Um, I know, but what it is... No, K... Like, actually, it was, it was K4BO, not B4, K4BO. K4BO. I like that, though. That's good. And, um... <laughs> K4BO. And I was just, yeah, um, he was just, yeah, he was like, oh, wow, you're entertainers and all that. And he was, like, talking to us about the stuff we've done and, uh, you know, obviously... Uh, and I said, oh, yeah, I also do a, a kid's pirate breakfast party as well. Uh, and I said, I want to do more science fiction. I was saying to him, no, at the time. And I did it in the end. I was putting together a a kid's breakfast party called um it's you know the um uh you know um you know guide to the you know um a hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy what's the story after that um is it cafe at the end of the universe or something i call oh, it, right. I, yeah. it rings a bell i haven't yeah yeah haven't. i call yeah. it something like um yeah something like so, something well basically the our main mascot there was called captain crocs i call it something like crocs cafe at the end of the universe or something like that okay. and then it was like these i I actually wrote these different characters and stuff and yeah i showed quite a lot of things that actually a little bit creative so i got away with actually at fontins um the pay wasn't it wasn't great i'll be honest with you but i got opportunity to you know do stuff i guess like that you know which is yeah you know but anyway i got uh he was like asking me about that i was telling him all about that stuff and it, it was quite interesting how he was he was like interested like he was like you know again you said down to earth and so we talked very approachable yeah yeah very... it was if like i mean they, they told him how they called me mary and stuff oh yeah by the way he was listening some of my friends that including dan calls me mary that's a very long story i've not called you mary for a long long time i know time. i know i know but people <laughs> told him that but he, but he liked it, like, and he actually wrote on my, on my, um, my autograph. He actually said, like, to Mary, you're a total smeghead. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, and um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, in some way, I saw I got to know him. It was really weird, like, because I was Christmas. I love that. You know, <laughs> love love it was quite cool. But then at conventions, what we were talking about yesterday about you know different sorts of people that we bump into. I mean, I always find. Like, I know you said like you get a lot of lovely people who go to conventions and you really do. Everyone's happy. Everyone's there for the same reason. You also get some people I find try to know, know everything more than other people. I always find sometimes where I get them sort of people. Right. I think, and I don't know if you ever come yeah. across them, but I always get some people I come across who, who sort of try and prove they're a bigger fan than you are. Or whatever. I always. I know uh, what you mean. I don't think yeah. I've had it directly to myself, but I, I, I know. Yeah. What you mean. Um, I, I sort of encountered it. Yeah. yeah. I've encountered it, I think, a few times. And I've been like, all right, yeah. calm down, chill out, you know. <laughs> it's all thing. But then you also get some people as well, like uh, the cosplayers we're talking about. And mm. 
how the cosplayers, some of them, really get into character. Uh, yeah. There's a guy at wear suit in there, and I don't know his name. I've met him twice, and he he recognised me, and I obviously recognised him. And he's always Crichton from Red Dwarf. Yeah, he's always Crichton from Red Dwarf, and he does not drop character. That guy no. will. I wonder not... if he's listening. I know. Hello, <laughs> whatever your name is. <laughs> yeah. Whatever your name is, and yeah. I remember they said there's a local radio station who does like a competition about the best cosplay. And they're yeah. interviewing these cosplayers, and the cosplayers are actually breaking character, just explaining like why they chose this character and blah blah blah. They get to him, and he's like, "Why are you asking me about, about the way I'm dressed and all this?" And he's like, "He will not drop character." <laughs> and the guys who's like hosting like can't stop laughing because he's because this guy will not <laughs> drop character. He is Crichton, whether you like it or not. He is Crichton in West Suit May, and he's not changing. He's not changing at all. The dedication of some fans is yeah. Great. I don't think, I mean, you you probably get it across any genre, but I think it's most prominent and most, you know, it's greatest in the sci-fi genre. And I think that's why I get it so much is because, you know, everybody can just, you know, be themselves and like, um, you can dress up as you, you can, you can dress up as, you know, a robot and and it's great. And it's, you know know what I mean? Yeah, I love it. But then saying that, I also remember, this just made me laugh. Like, I remember... I, I was at a store in one, in the convention. I remember, like, I, can't, I think I was buying some kind of photograph or something. I don't remember. Anyway, right. and the guy who was running the store was talking to this cosplayer. And I think he was dressed up as Captain Jack Sparrow, I believe. I can't remember. Anyway, he just goes, oh, you, you had a nice day. Just like that. And then the guy says, Captain Jack Sparrow, whatever he's dressed up. He's like, oh, you know, sometimes, though people want to leave you alone, you know, when you dress like this. <laughs> it was just like, it was like, it was just like, well, why are you dressed like that then? You know, like, you saw, they want to leave me alone, you know, they want some pictures of me. It was like a nine to five job sort of thing. It was like, oh, you know, you dress like this stuff. What are you going to do? <laughs> it just yeah. made me laugh. It kind of reminded me of like a Ricky Gervais sketch. That's what it would be like. You know, oh, you know, you dress like this though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you were gonna, you were gonna tell me, you were gonna tell me something else, weren't you? Ah, uh, right. Um, so yeah, so this is sort of going into sort of like fandom now, isn't it? With like science fiction. Science fiction obviously has a quite a big uh, area of fandom and how fans yeah. tr- fans dress and what we do and talk about and all that. Um, I mean, I don't really know these people as such, but I I know of them and I got mutual friends with them and all that. Uh, and I'm not sure they, they still do this, but all I know there was a group of people from South Wales who used to actually dress up as the Doctor pretty much all the time, right? right. Uh, and they'd mainly go around Cardiff and have photographs around Torchwood and all this. And, and uh, they, apparently, well, I don't know. Apparently their name was Team Tardis. <laughs> that's just what I'm saying. Um, right. <laughs> is I, that I, the thing you're going to say? Or? No, that's, yeah, I mean, that's basically, but what I'm trying to say is, like, that is dedication there, yeah. that you've got, I mean, they had a YouTube show, I remember that, and right. it wasn't really a show as such, it was more like a, like a, like a blog diary, where, like, one of them would have a camera on them, and they'd just be going on their, their, their regular day, so it could be, they're going to the beach for the day, but they're all dressed up as Doctor Who, so they're all wearing all their scarves and stuff. And I, I, I don't know, like, I'm not, by the way, if you are listening to these people, I'm not making fun. I'm just saying, uh, I just love the dedication. That's what I'm saying. I love the dedication. I don't know if you probably still, probably don't even do this anymore. But I remember going like, wow, they are 
real fans of Doctor Who, <laughs> the fact that, you know, call yourself Team TARDIS and you literally dress and I don't want to have exactly the same hairstyle as David Tennant and all that, you know. Oh, and, yeah. You know what I mean? And it, it was, what I'm trying to say is it, they do in this out of conventions. Like, I don't know, me and you, you know, if we felt like it, maybe, you know, we went to a convention, we want one of the cosplay, we just was the Borg, maybe. We probably, we, you know, we wouldn't be doing it every day. We wouldn't be dressing up as Starfleet every day sort of thing. I mean, I've got Starfleet, um, uh, you know, um, uniforms actually in my cupboard somewhere. But I don't know, me personally, I sort of save that for conventions or things like this. But for people that do it sort of like in their everyday lives, I've got respect for that. <laughs> no, I, I think that's yeah, brilliant. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I make clear. I wasn't making fun. I was actually just. Uh, I just. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, yeah. I wasn't you know what I mean? No, no, no. It's just uh, yeah. I uh, I just said I think it's, it's it's dedication, and I so I don't know if they do. I haven't seen them in in years. I want to be or anything like that. But, but I I kind of like to know if they're still uh, with their sonic screwdrivers and their and their long coats and scarves and. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it's just the power of sci-fi that people yeah, yeah. choose to live their lives. You know, yeah, not, yeah. I mean, I know that we always used to, we probably used to joke about it, but no one else would probably take it seriously. I, we always used to say that, I know we used to joke about it, but we'd probably do it anyway. Um, is if you and I were to live together, like our living room would, in our flat would be like the bridge of the Enterprise. Yeah, definitely. There's <laughs> um, things like that, you know, do you know what I mean? It's like we, we would have, you know, our living room is, is like the bridge of, you know, the Enterprise, the exact replica, I guess, or... 100%. Our bathroom, it, sick bay, you know, I mean, so... In a way, it's kind of like, my, my dissertation sort of went into this a little bit, right? So I'm, I am coming to an end now, but it's... Um, no, no, yeah, no, no. In a way, it's kind of like, right, it's, I, know, I know there's me being a bit too extreme now, uh, but it, it is, in a way, kind of like religion, you know, mm. like, we... Because, you know, Star Trek, let's say, let, we're talking about, obviously, we're, we're big Star Trek fans. Star Trek, in a way, is like our Bible full of different stories, isn't it? And we always, I don't know what you, I always seem to relate things to Star Trek, like, you know, like scenarios. Oh, it's kind of like that episode with, uh, you know, um, with Data or whatever. And you know what I mean? You, I, I do think, in a way. Yeah, you find analogies and stuff. Yeah, and analogies, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then the fact that, you know, it can also like transform your life as in the way you dress and like you said, the way you decorate your room or whatever, the way you decorate your flat or whatever and yeah. and what you talk about and what you reference is pretty much kind of the same as, uh, you know, uh, you know a, a big, you know, well, a, a Christian basically or, or any religion, you know, the way they dress, uh, the stories that they reference and and to, you know, and it, that they use in everyday life, which is basically what Team Tardis and Team Tardis is a religion. There we are. I've said it. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, I love that. I, I wasn't aware of those people. Um, I don't know if they're still doing it now. Um, I have no idea. I don't know. But uh, if you are still around, I hope you're still, uh, you're still rocking the, the Doctor Who look. And uh, give us a message, Team Tardis. <laughs> <laughs> Right then, so uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, I think we've come to the end now of this episode, episode yeah. 13. So, uh, wow, we've had a lot to talk about today. I, got I, I feel like we still have lots more to talk about as well. Yeah, it's, uh, that's the thing with this. I think this episode is, uh, I'm not saying vague, but it's just so much you can go into, isn't it? Mm. You know, that's, uh, 
Well, yeah. We barely scratched the surface. Of yeah, this. yeah. So I'm sure there'll be more to come, definitely. No, so um, thanks yeah. to everyone who are watched us, of course, on our Facebook at M&DHQ. Remember, of course, uh, give us a comment and a like at M&DHQ or on our YouTube channel. Like, subscribe, ring that bell. Or listen to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, Anchor, Breaker, Overcast, and Pocket Casts as well. Wherever you listen from or you're watching us from, have a good day. And remember, live long, live long and, and prosper. prosper.